Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 55 of Tales of Tamriel. That is a Dungeon Crawler Network production. I am Agelos, your host, and with me this afternoon, well, she'll show up probably a little later, because she's feeding on her own tears right now. <laughs> yes, that would be the wonderful thing. She will be joining us a little bit later to do a few of the stories, but uh, she's kind of sitting over there in her chair, crying. Making me a scarf. Making me a scarf. No? No scarf? No scarf. That's not nice. <sighs> no scarf. I've been waiting on a scarf for like years. Well, it's cold up here in, in Skyrim. When I stop it. <sighs> I'm never gonna get a scarf. That's how it's gonna go. <laughs> Alright. Also joining us, the man who is dying on your screen right now, probably. That would be Esteldian. Hello. I think I said your name right. Hey, congratulations. Hey, I knew I'd get this. I knew by episode 100, man, I'd have it right. Well, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> Just a few. So, uh, how are you, man? How are you doing this week? I am doing very well. Thank you very much. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Back again for another week, and we're glad to have him back. Uh, article writer and guide writer for the DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. That would be Avi Optimal. How are you doing good, sir? Oh, I'm doing really good and happy to be back. How are you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. It's a little cold up here. A little cold. It snowed last night and kind of iced over a little bit, so that... I can't I can't imagine. I've actually never even seen snow before, so... Uh... Oh, well, if you came up here, you'd see <laughs> plenty of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in California, so we don't get much snow over here. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a shame. Um, yeah. We're getting a message here. Krabby, thank you. Um, we're getting a black screen for the stream at the moment. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing that too. Uh, did you alt tab there, good sir? I just did, yes. Yes, that's probably why. <laughs> you may need to relaunch ESL. All right. So while uh, our. Steldy in there is working on on that. We'll get that back up and running for everybody. Um, yes, 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 yes. I, I didn't die either. I was just that's my moment of glory. That was <laughs> <laughs> none of us saw. Nice. All right. All right. Well, at least it blacked out when you uh, when you died. That's good. That's good. I like it. All right. Well, finally. 
We have two very special guests on the show this week. That would be Scary Drew and Scary Do from the Dudes in Tamriel podcast and stream. So before we move into game news, we're actually going to move right into our community spotlight. It's the reason why we brought them on. Um, why don't you guys tell us, and you can pick who goes first. I don't really care. <laughs> you guys can fight it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> what kind of got you into the Elder Scrolls and the Elder Scrolls Online, and what um, you know? What made you want to do your podcast and stream? And uh, also let everyone know where they can follow you and when you guys actually go live. Well, I um, I got into the Elder Scrolls. I, I tested out Morrowind, and it was a little overwhelming, so... I played that for about 10 minutes and gave up because I was very confused. I wasn't familiar with a, that type of game. Um, but then I, I played Oblivion uh, a little bit more, and I stopped playing it, but I, it wasn't because there was anything wrong with the game. I just, you know, got sidetracked with something else. And, and Skyrim was where I really played for, you know, hundreds of hours like many have. And uh, and if I found out later on that uh, when I was a kid, I had actually played for about an hour on... Um, Elder Scrolls 2, Daggerfall, and I didn't know until uh, actually a couple of months ago I wanted to check out the older Elder Scrolls game, and I was like, wait a minute, I played this game before. And so when I heard they were coming out with Elder Scrolls Online, because I played World of Warcraft, and and uh, I'm very familiar with the MMO scene, so when I heard they were making an Elder Scrolls MMO, I was very excited, so I jumped right into the beta, got the early access and everything. Um... I am much newer to games, so um, I've tried to play games in the past, and I've I'm bad at things like maps and finding my way around. So um, I would always get pissed off and quit early. <laughs> uh, but with Elder Scrolls Online, um, I decided to give it a try with some help, and um, he got me involved. I think during the beta, still right? Yeah, uh, still during beta, and uh, I enjoyed it as long as uh, I have a little help getting around the cities and things like that. Um, I like the game because there are so many different ways to play for people of all levels because I'm not very good at games, but I love the storylines and um, the idea of it, and I've wanted to get into games, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, there's a good community behind it and also just the, the story. It's easy for someone like me to play. <laughs> yeah, and as far as um, how we got into streaming... Um, it was actually shows like yours and uh, ESORP and Elder Scrolls Off the Record. You know, I heard the the you guys doing your shows and and I wanted to get into kind of streaming more than actually doing a podcast, but it just kind of organically evolved into a weekly podcast. We stream live on um, Tuesdays, Tuesdays um, at it's uh, we we were doing it at 9 p.m. Eastern, but we moved it back to 7 p.m. Eastern time. So you can catch us on Tuesdays and then the episode is usually posted that night. So it's available by Wednesday morning to download. It's on um, it's twitch.tv slash do's and Tamriel. And then we're on Twitter at do's and Tamriel. And then we're also uh, on YouTube, podcast, Beyond Pod, iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. You can pretty much just Google or search Do's and Tamriel and you'll find us everywhere. Um, he thinks that's how it happened, but I've been into podcasts for a really long time. And I'm, I'm really hyper into podcasts, so I listen to a lot of them. And so I wanted a podcast, so we did a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Right on, guys. That's you know that's that's awesome. I love hearing how people you know get into doing these kind of things. Um, it, for anyone who's followed our story as well, I was a uh, started listening to podcasts with the release of Guild Wars Two, and I didn't do it myself, but I I 
co-hosted and guest hosted on a couple. And then when ESO came out, I fell in love with the game. Because obviously I love the Elder Scrolls since Morrowind. And I love MMOs. Took the plunge, jumped into it, and it's it's fun. I love doing this show. It's like the highlight of my week. <laughs> it's extremely fun. We get really excited to do it. And um, the fact that just talking to people on Twitter and stuff about it and the support, you guys, everything, it's it's made it even more fun. Like, it's just a thing we like to do at home. We have a great time. We're excited to do it. And then people are responding to it and having fun and, and joking about it. And it's really cool. It's been a lot of fun. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's move right on into the game news. I think first off, what we're going to do is I'm going to pull face over here. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. I like. All right. Uh, they released another Loremaster archive, and it is on the nature of the Reachmen. Now, just so you know, my uh, my one character, my one, if you've seen any of our Let's Plays that have come on, uh, I play a Breton Nightblade, and I have her dressed in the barbaric style, so I kind of roleplay it. She's a Reachman. Yeah, she's a slave, though. I caught her on my Nord. She's my slave. Wow, that's, that's what? horrible. No, she's a Reachman. She's worthless. Wow, you're, you're mean. <laughs> They're less than human. Jeez. <laughs> well, that's Altmer. That's Altmer? Oh, yeah. No, I agree with Altmer. All right, well, yeah. you know, it's... <laughs> All right, well, Thais, it is... Why don't you go ahead and read the book on the nature of Reachmen. When I wrote the story of my enslavement, at the hands of the Crow Wives, a life barbaric and brutal, I didn't expect anyone would, would read or care... It caught me quite off guard when I started receiving letters, and even visits, from scholars, historians, mages, and others of that sort. It seems that the tome I left with the Master of Incanabella at the Mages' Guild on Wayrest had been requested frequently, and that several copies were created. Apparently there is a shortage of information about the Reachmen and their practices. As you can imagine, most people they enslave aren't as resourceful or lucky as I was. The clans aren't exactly keen on letting outsiders visit for a sip of tea and a little chat about their wicked magics or danger worship. While I'm happy to preserve knowledge and the like, I have to admit that I'm getting a little tired of all the intrusions. So let me clear the air on some of the silly speculations I've heard, as if my first book wasn't clear enough. If you want to know about Reachmen, know that they most certainly are not a misunderstood and secretly noble people. They don't even want to be left alone. They want to attack, enslave, and conquer. Has everyone already forgotten the slaughter committed by Dorakark as he cut his way through High Rock, murdering and defiling as he went? Sometimes the history books do not lie, and I can assure you they don't exaggerate the cruelty of the Reachmen. Many mages I've spoken to ask me about the magic of the Reachmen. I can't say I know much about it, but I can say with authority that it is not the most benign form of nature magic, suggested by a few of these individuals. I tried to avoid the tribe shamans as much as possible. They were constantly covered in spiders and other filthy creatures, muttering to themselves as they squatted over foul alchemical brews. And it's an obvious fact that the grave singers are necromancers. I don't know how typical the crow wives were of Reachman clans. I do know that they were deeply involved in danger worship of the foulest kind. I was forced to witness horrible rituals, from live burnings and literal blood baths to raucous 
dismemberments, all in the presence of that horrible, ever-oozing altar. I'll never be able to forget the writhing masses of centipedes, roaches, and squirming horrors that formed a thick carpet on the ritual hut's floor when the tribe called out to Namira. The clan often ate these, still alive, right off the ground during worship. Besides the evil magic and abominable daedric rituals, the crow wives engaged in plenty of run-of-the-mill barbarism. Clovedra, the hag raven, seemed to think pranks, especially those that ended in someone getting hurt, were hilarious and encouraged all sorts of bullying. She rewarded the clever and nasty and punished the meek. Children deemed too weak were sacrificed in the Nira, in addition to regular random sacrifices. And of course, there were raids. Whether they were on other tribes or small villages, they were always brutally violent affairs, sneak attacks designed to catch the targets off guard and completely dominate them. So there, my second book, with as much as I can remember about their hard practices. Now, I'd appreciate it if you'll all let me continue with my life. So... Ray62 in chat says she likes the Reachmen. You are one sick individual, Ray. <laughs> Just saying. Aw, oh, hey, little Yuna, coming to join the podcast. We've got so many Khajiit. We have four. Four Khajiit. Do you see little Titus decided he was going to... Ah, oh, there she is again. Oh, she's so cute. All right. Um, now, there is a Q&A section, and Avi, Avi is going to be asking the questions of our quote-unquote scholar here because you're the, taking the place of that Woo whenever you're ready good sir all right definitely question one are the reachmen their own race of men if not their own race the reachmen are definitely their own breed in blood they are closest to the bretons but with other tribes mixed in as they will kidnap the children of every mortal race and interbreed with them this is perhaps the only way in which, in which they are tolerant of outsiders. All right. Where do the ha oh <laughs> no? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Where do the Hag Ravens come from? Are they too a twisted descendant of the Aldmer? The Hag Ravens are abominations. Their eyes are flat and dead, and they live only for injury and domination. The Rage Clans do not revere them so much as placate them, and they are hated even by their hag husbands. Where do they come from? They come from our worst nightmares. Okay, bear with me on this one, you guys. <laughs> okay. A fellow Breton seeks knowledge from one who has undergone a harrowing experience and come out victorious. Your account and others mention the Reachmen wanton veneration of demented Daedra lord like Cursing and Mira, but I've also heard references to old gods and have heard rumors that the Reachmen sometimes keep amulets or statues depicting the divines. Do you personally witness any instances of the Reach religious practice that didn't involve veteran or Daedra or human sacrifice? Or is it just the hopeless romantic in me grasping to find some humanity or nuance in the tribe of the Reach? The vines keep you kind of The clan that held me, the Crow Wives, are primarily worshippers of Namira, though I sometimes heard them utter oaths naming other Daedra lords. 
The only active reverence I witnessed among the Reachmen was for Daedric Princes. That said, the clan did possess other strange totems, ancient fetishes I couldn't identify. They were never named within my hearing, and I never asked about them. The Reachmen seemed to view the Daedra, specifically the Daedric Prince, as the old gods, and therefore revere them while scorning the Aedra with the almost demonic in their eyes. These old gods are also associated with the chaotic nature magic, which I have always found interesting while studying them in my travels. They, they especially venerate Moloch Ball, Namera, and Hersing, among others. Why are the princes so associated with nature for the Reachmen, and what about their view for the other ones, such as Periite, Nocturnal, and Vermina? I believe the Reachmen associate the princes with nature because they are tribal barbarians, and brute nature is all they know. They disdain civilization and the civilized, which is why which I think is why they have no use for the more sophisticated princes, such as Sanguine and Clavicus Vile. Subtlety and nuance, they believe, are for the weak. Thank you, both uh, Thais and Avi, for taking care of the Lore Master's archives on the nature of the Reachmen. By the way, I love her scene. Like, if I were to follow a Daedric prince, other than Sheogorath, because <laughs> yeah. he's Sheogorath. Honestly. Of course. I love Sheogorath. You would actually worship Sheogorath? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. He uh, he just fascinates me like crazy. But then again, you know. You'd go insane as at the book I read last week. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And uh, But Hercene is really a neat Daedric prince. Like, he is honestly one of the most noble Daedric princes. Like, he... He is. He talks about it being like even with his hunt, he doesn't like the he always gives his prey a chance to escape or else it's not sporting. He wouldn't just send people into a massacre. He wants them to be able to get away because it's more fun for him at that point. Whereas Molik Ball would throw you in a circle saying, hey, you know, it's kind of like an episode of or a movie of Saul say, hey, if you get out of here, you know, jump into that pile of needles or something, then you can get out and then you get to the bottom. He's like, yeah, never mind. I lied. Deep. I know, right? <laughs> Hercene rocks. All right. Well, thank you, Thais, and you'll be back a little later for your dramatic reading. Definitely. All right. Excellent. Uh, hag ravens. Who doesn't love them? I'll tell you what. Not their hag husbands, apparently. A lot of divorce <laughs> raving. All right. Well, the next little bit of news is ESO Live happened on friday did uh everyone in the crew actually get a chance to see it yet or were you in chat anyone? No. yeah i was there were you yeah i was there for the okay. chat and hanging right. out i know Esteldian wasn't he was asleep <laughs> no no i was i was online just not listening to the uh... just not listening to that no. right right uh okay uh dues crew dues crew i like that dues crew dues okay. crew it's like dumbbells <laughs> How about I might you steal guys? that from you. Yeah, I was there, <laughs> and I'll actually talk a little bit later about um, the question that I asked in the chat that, that got answered. Why don't we? Well, well actually, emotion. that's perfect. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you tell us that now? Actually, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, I've been one of the things I've been wanting them to uh, 
put into the Elder Scrolls Online is to make the main story quest, the Molog Ball quest line, replayable, like once you've completed it. Mm-hmm. Because um, I only have one VR14 character, which means I've only done that quest chain once. And I did it as they came available to me. So when I hit level 30, I did the level 30 quest. And then level 40, like a couple weeks later. So they were done in chunks over a long period of time. And I don't remember so much of the storyline. And at the same time, I don't want to spend 50 hours leveling up another alt just to play that storyline again. So I was asking if they had any plans to introduce an, the ability to replay those quests once you finished them. And unfortunately, they said they've talked about it and they have no intention of adding that in. So I don't know why, but I would love to see that. You know, um, I was actually talking to uh, uh, Azarion earlier, which he's in chat right now as a uh, Raxiel. Raxiel. Yeah, yeah, Raxiel. I think I said it right. Uh, and actually, I remember hearing that question, but I didn't know it was you that answered it. And uh, we were talking that the main storyline, including like the Mages Guild and the Fighters Guild, is some of the best writing that we've I've actually seen in an MMO. Like it really is. The main storyline is fantastic. And I, I agree. I would actually like to be able to see that information again. There you go. Bye, Khajiit. Spray bottle. Nope. There you go. I'm going to I'm going to market this. Handy dandy spray bottle to get rid of pesky Khajiit. You got Khajiit stealing stuff from your your store? Get a spray bottle. They hate it. Spray them right in the face. <laughs> pepper, spray. pepper spray? No, we like Khajiit. Nice. <laughs> well, I do. I think they're funny. And they're funny when you spray them. You know, their tails go up, their fur get, and they hiss at you and they run away. Right on. Okay. Um... I'm trying to think. Not a lot was really said within ESO Live that I really took note of. So I'm kind of curious to anyone else find anything that was that popped out. I'm trying to remember. I had it in my head earlier. One thing I wanted to mention, and now I it, I lost it. So, um, well, it kind of leads us into our next thing, which is they did confirm that update six is scheduled to hit live servers sometime this week. I think they're aiming for Tuesday or Wednesday is what I heard as of on ESO Live last. So uh, update six will be coming to live servers. Who's excited about that? Who's excited? No. Everyone. I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm no, o- overly excited. I know a lot of people are not excited, but uh, I'm not excited. excited. Really? Yeah. Some people are really dreading it. They hate it. Mostly wow. magic people. <laughs> they're not very happy with what's happening to them. In, in I think that's only sorcerers. No, Nightblades aren't happy either. Really? I'm happy. You know why? Because Templars, just, specifically yeah. two-handed sword Templars, yeah. are like amazing. And I've so been one of them since that. launch. So oh. I'm very happy. That's what it is. Those who are worried are scared of the change. Give it a few weeks, people have found the new rotations, new builds, and I'll bet there'll be plenty of magic builds still hitting crazy numbers. Okay. I know one of the big concerns is the uh, the pet build from Sorcerers. Poor Magicka. Poor, poor Magicka. It's not poor Magicka. They've had nine months of being top. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Nine yeah. months of being... And it's not like that they were just like, oh, yeah, they're ahead of everyone else, but everyone else is comparable. No. No. Up until, like, last patch, nothing could beat the, you know, Elder Staves Online stick and dress, okay? That's what it was. You couldn't do it. So I'm glad to see there's some changes coming up, and I'm really excited for the champion system. Um... What are you guys? Uh, let's go around the 
go around the table here and everyone give me kind of one thing that you're excited about. Estelle, Dan, good sir, how you go first? What's the one thing you're most excited for with Update 6? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, for me, it's just the, the, the fun of being able to play around with builds again. I love messing around and trying out weird and wonderful combinations, and the champ points will help in that. Excellent. And let's go with Avi. Avi, how about you? Uh, you know, I'm mostly excited just to see everything. I haven't got to go into the PTS at all, so it's all going to be a brand new experience. I'm excited for the champion system, and I'm excited to look at the crown store, even though uh, it's going to be locked right when that <laughs> right when 1.6 comes out, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't. Uh, Sadly. It doesn't come out till Tamriel Unlimited comes out, which is what, the yeah. 16th or 17th? Well, I'm still excited to... Uh, I'm, most, I'm mostly excited for that crown story. I can't wait. You just want the guar. I just want the guar so bad. Right. And all those armors. Okay. All the costumes. Um, I just want shoes that aren't toeless. <laughs> shoes yeah. aren't toeless. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Garbrick in chat says he's most excited for fishing. He wants to finally be able to use his fish for something other than, you know, vendor trashing them. Nice. I like that. I like that. Chat room. Obviously, Garbrick is leading off the pack. If you have something, tell us what your favorite thing is about Update 6. Uh, Scary Do. Ladies first. Justice System. Justice System? Yeah. All right. Someone's going to get their sticky fingers on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like it. Faze, what about you? Shout it across the room. Justice system. Justice system. <laughs> what is it with the women on this podcast? Your guys we've, are kleptomaniacs. We've got twenty sticky fingers already to go. <laughs> Reading their, men, their men's bank accounts isn't enough. Now they want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 man. Oh. I hope your wife didn't hear that. Are you? She did. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I like it. All right, um, and scary Drew, good sir. Um, I am very excited about Justice and Champion, as many people are, but I think the thing I'm most excited about is Bag Space. The collectibles, the mounts, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, well, not mounts, they don't take a Bag Space, but the collectibles getting out of my inventory is going to be so huge for me because trying to manage my inventory is a chore and a video game should never be a chore, so that's going to be huge for me. And on top of that, you have the provisioning changes to right. where now you don't have 150 different provisioning items there's now what 75 or like they cut it in half so that's going to be huge for me to not have to swap characters 10 times to figure out my inventory <laughs> just to quickly piggyback on that the fact that mounts can be fast and give you extra carrying capacity yes it's a big, it's a big deal <laughs> yes um let's see in chat uh Roxiel, aka um <laughs> Azarian, that's I'm just gonna call him Azarian. He uh, is excited for the collection system. All the bank space I will get back. I know I got lots of it too because I save everything. Angwar, he wants to steal from all of Nern. Obviously, that's nice. All right, and Arkaneer is interested in the justice system. I will be going. I'll be able to go to an Altmer city and go on a killing spree. Good sir, you you will have my tip of the hat to you. And Ray following with the the feminine trend here of wanting to be a sneaky little thief. I'm telling you what, it's crazy. You know, they stereotype for a reason, because as of right now, we got like 100% <laughs> possibility of every female just wants to steal. I'm calling it right now. Tamriel's going to be a very poor place. <laughs> <laughs> 
it very yes it will it will um i think my thing i'm looking forward to the most is actually animation changes i i'm excited because i've been on the pts several times and uh obviously i use a two-handed great sword and i always thought it looked clunky and weird and there's a weird dragging half the time I love the new animations, albeit they also talked about on ESO Live, it's another thing I remember, that they do have some animation changes coming, which I'm I'm kind of upset about, especially the two-handed weapons, uh, that they're just going to push out to live and it won't actually be part of the PTS, so I really like the animations that they had before. I hope they don't change them too much. I don't um, like the two-handed animations. Really? Oh, I did. Uh, they, and they look better, but I found it clunky as hell. Trying to weave your, your, your wrecking blow with a, an attack suddenly felt unnatural. Well, I think that's the point, is they don't, they're trying to eliminate weaving, and they want it to feel more realistic rather than being able to do things like weaving. I thought they just it out so that it actually sort of made sense, because I thought they didn't decide they couldn't get rid of the weaving, so it's supposed to almost be a smooth, so it looked natural. Your light attack immediately became the wrecking blow, and vice versa. It sort of moved in one motion by speeding it up. I could be wrong. I just thought that's how they were doing it. But right. I mean, they do look better. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just they, like that bow, for example, is awful. It just. I I really only play with the two-handed sword because it's the only thing I care about. Why, hello, yeah. Pandalo. You're not on the show. No, you're not. <sighs> Cats. Cause she always trying to. Yeah, she's a female, so she's a thief, just like the rest of you. Guys. <laughs> That's right. And she probably does. You should see her with catnip. It's crazy. It's like her skooma. Um, yeah, uh, well, I'm interested in that, uh, so obviously. And here's another thing that I was thinking of, and this one, I again, I was speaking to uh, Azarion earlier, because um, I got to spend a lot of time with him this week, so that was fun. But we were talking about an idea of costumes for ESO. They only have one costume slot, but who here would like this? This is something that we were talking about. Right now, they don't have like a, uh, a wardrobe system like uh, Rift does or Warcraft with their transmutation or Guild Wars 2 with their transmutation it, that's done on item round. They only have one costume slot. What would you guys think about them releasing an item in the gem store? Not gem store, crown store. I don't know how many. I don't care. 100 gems, 200 gems, I don't care. They can come up with the price. That essentially what it would do is you would buy the item. It would sit in your bag. You put on the armor that you want, you dye it the way you want it, and then you use the item, and the item becomes a costume based on the armor and color scheme that you set up on the armor you're currently wearing. Would you guys be interested if they were to release something like that? Definitely. Definitely? Yeah. I'm a vain man, so if you want to put things in a cash store or whatever to trick me into spending some money make myself look good it's probably going to be the way to do it chat room how about you let, let me know like we were talking about this and like the costumes that they have they only have one slot so you put it on and it's the whole outfit um i particularly i like some of the imperial armor except for the the boots and the gloves because they make you look like you got bird legs i mean i got bird legs in real life so <laughs> but they really make your legs look really tiny, your feet and your arms. So I always like doing a weird combination of Imperial Heavy and then like Nord Heavy as well, kind of mix it in there. And I like the idea of being able to make the armor that I want, dye it the way I want, and then use the item and it becomes a costume based on the armor that I had on. Then I could put that on. 
I mean, they obviously don't care. You know, like some people complain, like, oh, well, now I won't know if the people actually have heavy armor on or light. Well, you won't know anyway if someone puts on a wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) So that obviously isn't going to matter. So, you know, I don't see why not. I I think that's an awesome idea. And ZeniMax, you should obviously do that because I can tell you right now, I would buy those in your crown store. Like, I would throw my credit card at the screen. Like, take it. (laughs) Well, I think that would also open up for, like, uh, in Cyrodiil, there's some guilds that like to go in groups, like the skeleton group, where everybody's running around as mm-hmm. a skeleton. And that way, they it would give them more customization yeah. to, like, set up their own guild costume based on whatever style they wanted for each part. Right. And then they could all wear the same thing, you know, well, without having to necessarily be a skeleton costume or something like that. Sure. There's a, a guild that was on here earlier. So, guys, I expect a five-star iTunes reviews, review for this. The... Uh, Redorian Guard, I think it is. Um, they're like a Dunmari roleplay guild, and it's all military based, based on Dunmer military. So I could see them wearing like we want all of our people to wear a Dunmer military costume, and they could, you know, say, okay, these are the dye colors you use, and this is your costume, you know, and then you make the costume, and there you go. And then for the people who are, you know, like, well, yeah, I'm a tank. I need my heavy armor. Or I'm a caster and I want my light armor, but I would rather look like this. That would be great. So I don't know. Zenimax, feel free to steal the idea and then you can steal all my money because I will buy lots of them because I obviously <laughs> need lots of different outfits. And I think that would be a big seller. Because every time you wanted to do a die job, you'd have to buy another one. I'm fine with that. I'd buy it. I'm cool. <laughs> All right. Now, where was I in my in my chat here for? okay. All right. Well, before we move on to our next section, I need to say this episode of Tales of Tamriel is brought to you in part by awesome fans just like you guys and specifically our two newest Patreon supporters, Stephanie and Azarion. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. You guys rock. If you're currently not supporting the Dungeon Crawler Network and you wish to help us out, you know, maybe please consider donating or becoming a patron of ours on our Patreon page. You can find links to both of these at the bottom of our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. If you're unable to support us financially, which is okay, but still want to help us out, maybe tell a friend about us. That helps us out a whole lot. And we love getting new people on here. So there you go. Everyone can help out. All right, time to move into our discussion topic. And this week is a pretty simple question, but I wanted to uh, pose it to everyone here that's on on the cast. What is it, all right, two questions, two-part question. What do you, what do you, big capital there, most want Zoss to introduce into the Elder Scrolls Online in 2015? And partnering with that, what do you think Zoss needs to bring into the game in 2015? Now this the you know they don't need to actually be the same. The one is the thing that you want most and then what you think the game needs most to survive and thrive in 2015. And I you know I'll go first cuz I wrote mine down and some people probably are still thinking mine. I had time to think of this cuz I came up with the idea. But my want, the thing that I want most in 2015 is housing. I like housing. I love it. I like to be able to go build my little house, store all my stuff, and go from there. And we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit once we get everyone's ideas. Uh, but what I think they need 
in 2015 is the standardization of Cyrodiil buffs, specifically not to affect uh, competitive PvE content, either have the buffs disappear when you go into veteran dungeons or trials or anything timed, or to change the Cyrodiil buffs completely to something else like gold gain or something like that, or allow cross-faction PvE dungeon group find, uh, in the dungeon finder. So that you get AD groups, DC groups, EP groups, all in the Dungeon Finder. Maybe not questing, but through the Dungeon Finder, I think it should be cross-faction. That is my wants and what I think they need in 2015. Um, let's go with Scary Drew first. Well, um, I had said already that I wanted the main story quest to be replayable, but that's a small thing and they're not going to do that anyways. I think what I want the most is the adventure zones, the the scaling level zones like Rothgar. Um, and that's going to be huge for the player base to really kind of, you know, get together a little bit more because of the scaling level aspect of it. It's going to be a huge boon for, you know, grouping with players of different levels so you don't have to be the same level. Um, and as far as what the game needs, I think the game needs Imperial City to come out because... Cyrodiil has not had really any significant content updates since basically since the game launched. I mean, they've removed forward camps and they've made some adjustments here and there, but there hasn't been any new content update for Cyrodiil since the launch. And there's been, as far as PVE goes, there's been trials, there's been, you know, uh, Craglorn. So I think they need to come out with Imperial City. Okay. Uh, before I move on, the next person chat room is pretty active too. Uh, Azarion says that what he thinks Zoss needs to bring into the game this year for balance is spellcrafting to let classes build build their own spells and, and uh, be able to balance builds based on maybe uh, this class doesn't have an execute so they can make one, etc, etc. Uh, Gar, yeah, Gar, Garzi, Garzi, sorry if I butchered your name, buddy. <laughs> Imperial City is what he wants and Imperial City is what he needs. Man, it's a song, isn't it? <laughs> uh Azarian, he wants housing so that's what he's after his want is housing and ishab ishab you okay ishab okay i'm um, sorry i butchered it again they want a mats tab so mats are not in our bags so i gilwars 2 has a really nice feature for that like a a, a materials spot that you can stack I, I like that i like that a lot um Krabby says that he needs a good console launch to gain more traction uh, and more time in the spotlight. There you go, Krabby. There's your little thing. I'm gonna pull up Twitter as well while we go to Scary Drew, Scary Drew, or Scary Do, Scary Do. <laughs> I'll get this. <laughs> um, I think needs wise, it's probably about the same as what you guys said, and I don't know as much about the game, especially the end game stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with Cyrodiil buffs and the. Uh, housing as well is really exciting um this is not as far as my wants go this isn't a well-developed thought this is something i've only read a little about and it just popped back into my head and i got excited as i do so this is what i want most now um but i like the idea of small scale dueling so one-on-one -on -one, um between factions or just between friends and people more intelligent than me have thought it out and talked about how could they could make that lore friendly and I guess Zoss has kind of alluded to it before um, 
but I got excited when I saw that. I thought that looked fun. So that's my current want. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we move on to the next person, I'm going to go to Twitter because I, I did put this out earlier this week and I'm glad to get some community interaction. Um, anyone who did hashtag ESO 2015, um, Sean, or Sean Jeffries, that is Blue Note Backer on Twitter, says he is definitely into new guilds, Thieves and Dark Brotherhood and Imperial City is what he's looking forward to and thinks the game needs. Wicked Wolf, um, actually, uh, uh, this folks on the original vision. Okay. Um, he also, this is, he has multiple, so I'm going to read one of them. Is he not to lose focus on the original vision of the game and content in favor of cash shop fluff? I like it. I like it, man. Scary Drew, you said you needed a barber shop, and I need a haircut, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> I need oh. I need more than I need the whole I need a race change because I started <laughs> as a Bosmer because I was doing uh, archery and dual wielding, and then I realized I could be a Khajiit, and I'm a cat person, so I wish I could change to a Khajiit. I need face changes. I need the works. Yeah, just nice. put it in the cash shop. I'll pay for it. I I've got money for it. Yeah, just give it to me. I found the other tweet from Wicked Wolf. That is, he was looking for Imperial City, Rothgard, Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild. Obviously, those are important. The justice side of the PvP system. And I think uh, Scary Do, when they bring in justice side of PvP, I think they'll have in a lot of the mechanics for attacking your own players. And maybe we'll see some dueling in there. That'd be pretty neat. And, I of course, so. a barber shop. <laughs> So I'm trying and to I find need to get out of the Cyrodiil because this thing is crashing the hell out of me. Stealthy and good, sir. While you're doing that, why don't uh, why don't you tell us what you most want and need in this game? Uh, well, I think some more PVE content is king. I know it sounds greedy to say that, given that PVPers haven't really had anything at all. Um, obviously, PVPers have the benefit that killing people never really gets old. So at least that's something. Whereas PVE. You run out of things to do. It's always a bit of a concern. Um, I mean, don't get wrong. I think the Imperial City is also desperately needed. Um, but me myself, I, I both think it's needed and I want more PVE stuff. Sure. Okay. And the last of our Twitter uh, answers, Arkneer, good friend. He's in chat. I think I saw him in there earlier. Um, new PVP content. This will be a requirement when it goes by to play Imperial City plus a fast-paced something or another. Uh, to get a lot of people to try the game. They need to attract some serious people to the game, and that might be a good way to get some PvPers in there. Our friend Obi. Hey, Obi. Happy birthday, buddy. His birthday was yesterday, so I'm calling him out now. Um, they have single and group content for four-plus people. So what about two-player content? Dual, um, like, uh, dual content, like, you know, you and one other person possibly for uh, zone uh, and new zone content as well. Um, also, Imperial City needs to be released ASAP because PvP hasn't had any content released at all. And Krabby already said his, so there we go. All right, and finally, Avi, good sir. All right. Well, when it comes to my want, I want more character slots. I've always been really loud about that. I just I need more character slots. It's something I have a very big problem with since I'm what they call a altaholic. <laughs> uh, and when it comes to needs, I don't really have much needs for in-game, but I just really want them to stay true with the crown policy 
and not put anything by the wind inside the crown store. And that's all I really ask for. Right on. I asked the Iso how she's sitting over there. She she definitely wants her race change. That's what she wants because she wants to be an Argonian instead of a Breton. Uh, and she really wants to see Dark Brotherhood. So there you go. One Argonian and an entire cameo full of Imperials, yeah? <laughs> That's you know, right. Jealous, you made a good point about, um, the. I think it was from Twitter, but the, the two-man content. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see that in dungeons as well, some you know, group dungeons, but just for two two players instead of four, because I I feel like there's quite a bit of people who have a friend that they play with, like, you know, me and Du, or, you know, like you and Thais, and, you know, rather than having to find extra people to do the dungeon, it would be nice to have just, maybe not even just, like, one or two dungeons here or there to have two-man content. I think that'd be a great addition. Nice. Piggypacking off of that, here's something I'm going to steal, and this is what do you guys feel about Rift does this great. They called it uh, Chronicles in Rift, where they took old raid content and they made it a two-person experience. Like the old 10 and 20 man. Like I remember doing uh, Green Scale Blight with Thais when we were playing Rift. We didn't really raid it when it was active, but they made it a Chronicle later on when they released new content so people could get maybe one or two other people in there and experience the content. Now, obviously, the rewards wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be as good. It would just be a a way for people to experience Authurian Archive, Hellross Citadel, and Serpent Trial without needing to find 12 other players. You know, Obviously, they wouldn't get ranked on a, a leaderboard. They wouldn't get the raid rewards. But what do you guys feel about maybe getting a fairly, you know, maybe a, a, a scaled back version of the reward for like a raid content or maybe some, a special reward they come out with or just something so people can see the content? No, I love it. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. It's... I really enjoyed the Chronicles in Rift, so yeah, I think it's a great idea. It's, I mean, it's, it was very different. It was the same layout zone, but obviously the, the whole quest line was very different to the two men, so, but it gave you the idea of the story and the setting, so I thought it was a brilliant idea. Okay. Um, anyone else? No? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the Chronicles, and yeah, I mean, they could, they could change some stuff, but obviously, as the game progresses... This is, look at, look at, we'll just use Rift and, well, Rift is great because they released the Chronicles because they knew people, A, there's some people who don't like grouping up with that many people. I don't know why they don't, but it's each their own, whatever. They don't like doing it, but they still want, you know, this game is, they have such good writing and you want to, like, when you're, when you're doing the Craglorn stories, it all leads to these trials to see what's going on and then to be barred by 12 people. Obviously, I like raiding. I don't want them to remove it. But when the content's old, when we move to the next set of trials, who's going to... You may be able to find a group for Hellrod and, and Serpent, you know, but it's always very hard. So releasing Chronicles so people can continue the story and, you know, maybe who join a year or two down the road Craglorn, I bet you, will be empty in a year or two. There won't be anyone there. So what are the one or two people who are like, man, I really wish I could see how the story went in in you know Serpent Trial, but I can't get 11 other people to go in. You know, no one wants to do it anymore. I think Chronicles, like what Rift did, would be a wonderful thing to do for old raid content. 
There's there's something to be said though that as the game progresses, your character will get stronger and stronger, whereas like maximum potential for your character two years from now will be a lot higher than it is right now. Mm-hmm. So it may be that you know in a year or two that you could two man Craglorn because your character will easily be strong enough to do so. Right, and that see, and there's there is some call for that, but it doesn't. This game do, might not go that route though. That that happened in Warcraft with the advancement of the levels and stuff of that nature. But this game seems to. F- to feature more on the alternate advancement. Alternate advancement systems generally don't give such a huge power increase. So we may or may not see something similar to that. Who knows? So that that would be interesting to see. I don't know. It, it could happen. It could go that way um, and allow people to solo old content. They may not, but I know I really enjoyed Chronicles, and that was something that was kind of neat. Um... <laughs> uh, I see Azarian in chat, he was saying, you were going back earlier, going, more character slots equals more alts just feeding with hirelings. So, there you go. And, uh, but Avi, Avi pointed out there in chat that with only eight slots, but ten different races, or nine races, four classes, three factions, only eight character slots, it doesn't really, uh, doesn't really add up. The number, the math is not there. Unless, unless you get rid of all your AD characters. And I think that's a perfect solution for anybody. I, I only have one AD character. I gotta at least have one. I have one too, and it's a Khajiit, and he will probably remain level three mine, until mine I. Mine is a Khajiit too. <laughs> Khajiit Nightblade, all the way right there. Yep, that's what I got. My outdoor is level three as well, funny enough. <laughs> and they will all probably be level three until they shut down the game servers. That's how it probably will go. Delete all the AD. That seems to be the uh, chat room. Delete all the AD. I love AD zones, you know. It's just those damn Altmer. I, <laughs> I, 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 I just can't do it. Every time I see one, I go, ah, I'm out of here. Uh, I just can't stand the Altmer. Can't stand them. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Like We liked all the races except for the Altmer. It's like yeah, AD yeah. would not be that bad if they just didn't have the Altmer. Because you got the Khajiit. They're funny. I mean, I love the Khajiit. They used to shake in their head, but I think the Khajiit are hilarious. Bosmer throw awesome barbecues. So, I mean, it, it's a party. But it's just those stuffy Altmer that are problems. <laughs> Angwar for the Covenant. And, of course, uh, Azarian's blood for the pact. Blood for the pact. That's right. All right, guys. Does anyone have anything else they want to talk about for the discussion topic before we move on? Anything else we want to cover? No? Okay. All right. We're going to move on to the next section, which is our Tales in Tamriel. There we go. Fun time, guys. We get to talk about what we did this week in game. And as per our custom, our guests should go first. So, uh, Scary scary Drew and Scary Do, I will get this eventually. You guys <laughs> go first. Yeah, we um, we really haven't been playing outside of, of our weekly show. But um, this week was actually pretty fun. We... We're still early on in Stone Falls for the Ebonheart Pack storyline, but we did the quest chain where you, yeah, you have to um, choose to either harness. There's there's ghosts that are left over from the war uh, between the Covenant and the Ebonheart Pact, I think, and the one guy wants to harness the ghosts' power by trapping them in this amulet. And there's an Argonian who says, no, no, they, their spirits need to be free. So so we decided to free the spirits. And so you go and, 
you know, you conquer like the, the captain ghost or something like that. And we freed the the spirits. And I thought it was funny because there's another quest in that area where you have to save former slave ghosts from their slave master ghosts. And so even after death, they're still being enslaved by the slave master. So you go and you kill the, the slave master ghosts and you release the slaves. So that was nice. And then, um, and then we went to do the other quest chain, which is where the, the there's some uh, dark elves that have been injured by the um, the volcanic eruption in Stone Falls. And there's an Argonian in the town that has a salve that can heal them, but none of them are willing to accept it because they are very racist against Argonians. And so we have to go and use the salve on the people and then after the fact say, yeah, that came from an Argonian, maybe you shouldn't be so harsh to them. And the leader, the town leader, mayor, whatever he was, he um, he was having the issue that his daughter was missing and he was blaming the Argonian for it. And it turned out it wasn't the Argonian. She had gone down to visit where her mother had died and... Um, I believe that there was a there lava had surrounded her because of one of the brothers of Strife Balreth that or earlier in the storyline you actually release Balreth to fight off the Daggerfall Covenant and as he's roaming through apparently he left a trail of lava which trapped this Dark Elf's daughter causing him to blame the Argonian and so we kind of set everything straight there and uh, that was a lot of fun and then last night we. Um, with night's night grinding last night yeah we did grinding but it was a lot of fun we would, we were in uh, vivex antlers uh getting trying to get some levels up and um we actually we made some homemade mold wine in a crock pot and that was fun so so we had some the no no and and so we just did some grinding with some wine and had a great time excellent excellent uh homemade huh really i actually am uh brewing if anyone's seen on my uh personal twitter that says jealous underscore wf you'll see like screenshots of me or pictures not screenshots of me brewing my own mead downstairs in my basement so in about six months i'm going to have a nord party and and drink lots of mead i need fun. to learn more about that i that sounds really good oh i'm a i'm a mead addict i'm a, I'm, I'm adding to it as well because i got all the space in my basement so like every month I'm gonna go out and buy more honey and more more yeast and everything and make a new batch each month and then I'll have a new gallon of mead every every month. So, so yeah, you, could, you could say that you have the need the need for mead. The need for mead. That's right. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> need for mead. Title of the episode. Maybe. Oh, oh honey. I like it. I like, I it. like it. I like it. Ah, <sighs> yeah. It was Dues on Tales, but Need need for Mead sounds pretty good. I like that. All right. Uh, Let's go Avi, good sir. I've seen you were on quite a bit this week. Every week. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm on a lot. Um, So when it comes to this week, what did I do? I've been working mostly on my Daggerfall character. I announced on Twitter this week I officially in part of the Daggerfall Covenant. I just love it for everything. I've been Ebonheart ever since the beginning, but uh, I love DC, so I'm going DC all the way. I made hey. a new character. <laughs> yeah. I made a new character called uh, the Thalmor Slave, and it's a DC character. It's a high elf sorcerer, and she's pretty much just going to carry all of my stuff. <laughs> and 
that's my little insult to AD right there. But uh, yeah, that's I haven't done too much in game except level my DC tune, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much all. I I went through the quest that you and Thais talked about last week actually in the Alakir Desert. I just went through those two quests today with the dog where you got to dig up the bones and the other one. So right, those I mean, are fun. I like it. Uh, I love the Alakir Desert quest line. It's it's so a amazing. really good quest line. Like since you're talking about it, the whole story and arc within Alakir with the uh, with the necromancers, the Red Guard, and their their reverence of the dead, and then the the Ashaba. It just makes for a really compelling story the entire way through. It, it really does. I, I love that zone. And if you're like me and you take a lot of screenshots, the Alakir Desert is the worst place because I just take screenshots all the time. I'm never going to be able to get out of this place because I'm always turning off my UI and taking screenshots of everything I see. Nice. I am uh, not ashamed to say that my screenshot folder is like 15 gigs in size. <laughs> Same here. And, I even, and that was after I changed the... Uh, the bitmap to jpeg so they're tiny they're only like 100 100 kb files now and i'm still at like 15 gigs so i have thousands of screenshots <laughs> right all right anything else for your tales this week no that's about all just enjoying the daggerfall covenant and enjoying all of my new characters all right daggerfall Co- i i uh obviously i'm blood for the pact but I've said it many times that the Daggerfall Covenant, the overarching story the entire way through, is one of my favorites. Like, the Ebonheart Pact is very fractured, just like the Alliance is. Yes, I I scorned her a bunch, that's why she's over there. Okay. (laughs) Um, The Ebonheart Pact is very fractured story-wise, because obviously the three factions are fractured. They're just uh, an alliance of convenience, mostly. But the uh, the Daggerfall Covenant has a wonderful story, and plus some very uh, memorable characters, like Gary and Gutierrez. Yeah, I love EP two. So you know, it's pretty much anything that's not AD. Anything that's not I'm, AD. I'm for. I'm with it. I love you, Pinello, but you're not on the show. Maybe next week. <laughs> All right, Steldian, good sir. Uh, yep. Hold on, just getting myself killed. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so actually I played on one of my ults quite a lot and got my Dragon Knight up to the veteran levels because it was long overdue. So I ran through good old Dagger 4 Covenant again, getting that all sorted. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, saving Stibbons many a time. Oh, Stibbons. Uh, I love Stibbons. Good old Stibbons. Absolutely love him. I think he's one of the best characters in the game. I agree. Uh, other than that I did have another go at Dragonstar Arena on the Vets version got as far as the final stage so at least improving but still yet to have actually completed the damn place nice Um, but that was some few guildies nests went in there so that was a lot of fun and finally obviously he was on the PTS just checking out the Templar builds that I want to try and use come next week alright that was a lot of fun as well yeah, I've been I've been looking at your uh, different. I know you released a new guide on Dungeon Crawler Network for your Templar Paladin build for your tank yes. build. That's 
that actually yeah, did really really well like i said uh i i, I think i messaged you earlier going that uh your guides are, are wonderful for that because pretty much every time a guide comes out, you seem to break your record for more unique views every single time you release a new guide. So that's uh, good work on that one. Definitely well, good work. Had a lot of positive, uh, a lot of positive comments on Reddit and things of that nature, and, and on the site which, and everything. Which in so. itself can be a bit of a miracle sometimes. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so it is you, a lot of fun to build. As I say, it was just me and my. Uh, friend dpsing it so just two of us going through spindle clutch vet dungeon and i was having to try and keep him alive and stay alive myself uh and it was quite a laugh well if you're looking for a fun uh paladin build paladin build for a templar tank uh in 1.6 perhaps go over to dungeoncrawlernetwork.com check out uh Esteldian's guide on his what he's using for his and maybe play with it see if you like it Maybe even comment on uh, comment on the post, see uh, what you would change if you're using a similar build. Let us know. We, we like to know that kind of stuff. All right. Well, um, I, I guess, am, am I missing it? Everyone else went, right? Everyone, everyone else went for Tails? So. Yeah? Yeah, you got it. Okay. So it's just me now? All right. God, so there, there, there's some news um, that I'll say. Probably the biggest news ever to happen in ESO ever. Just, I mean, seriously, this is this is amazing news. I finally hit vi- veteran rank fourteen, like literally ten seconds before we got on the call for the show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So Jolis is finally a big boy and is now VR fourteen. And um, <laughs> Garbrek in chat, Paladins confirmed in one point seven. Tales of Tamriel said so. That's right. Um, but yes, I finally hit VR 14 on my main Templar. Uh, special thanks goes out to um, Azarian. He's in chat right now. Awesome guy. He sat up with me for hours. We grinded from veteran rank, like the very beginning of veteran rank 9, all the way to 14 in two days. So... He was up with me, well, till about eight in the morning his time. He's in Australia, so he w- and that happened around six o'clock my time. We started at nine a.m. on Saturday and pretty much did not stop until just before the show started. Uh, I got a couple hours sleep and then went back on and grinded and spell scar some more. So, um, yeah, yeah. Did the uh, did the skies open up? A beam of light shine down on you. The Adra started singing. It it was it was pretty big like that, and actually now I have to check. Um, Garbrick is asking me a question. He's like, "You just now hit VR fourteen. What's your slash played?" I am going to log in right now, good sir, and find out. Hopefully, I don't because I don't you know, even you, know. I have to you look. hit you hit VR fourteen just in time to get those extra champion points when uh, one point six comes out in a couple yeah. days. That's that's why I was going for it for the extra champion points to make sure that I could get the max amount at. at oh that no! Time. You still need to get a million into fourteen to get the max amount. Yeah, yeah that's true. I just hit it, so I'm going to grind a little bit more after that, but uh, I get the better XP bar to double check. Come on, log in real quick so I can find that out. And Arkaneer in chat. Um, says what i'm wondering is how did they uh how did they allow you to grind yourself to vr14 face do you want to shop this one i had a choice (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he drugged us. <laughs> yep. So, yep. I I still need to grind out the the last little bit of V14 because I just hit it. I'm only like a thousand experience into it. He'll pay for it later. I'll pay for it later. It's worth it. <laughs> Played. My total play time on Jealous is 29 days, 20 hours, 49 minutes, and 54 seconds. Good lord. Uh-huh. Yes. The beauty of an MMO. Yes, 29 days of constantly logged in time of playing this. So, and a lot of that was me reading stories and stuff. So yeah, it, it, it took me almost 30 days to hit VR14. So... That's what happens. <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much the majority of what I did this month, which or this month, this week was the grinding this weekend. We did a little bit of questing things, not, not a lot, just a little bit, uh, trying to finish off the rest of the zone in Alakir. You and Thais did grind with me for the like uh, after Azarian went to bed. Thais hopped on and grinded with me for another like four hours. She hit the veteran rank seven, so that's awesome. Um, yes, they East did grind. She grinded good. Yeah, grinded. I can't. I can't believe that you. What have you done to her? She, now, you're, you grinded your character to VR fourteen, and now you've got her grinding. I know. I know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. She was out there helping me out, just uh, in spell scar, messing around. So it's those uh, hormones making her wacky. It must be. Absolutely must be. Hormones making you wacky. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, that's pretty much what I did. Scarf. So the rest of this week, as soon as I get off here and edit the podcast, I'm going to hop back in and spell Scar Grind a little bit more to fully max out, get the, the million or whatever it is experience I need for to be completely maxed out on VR14. Um, but, yeah. That was a lot of fun. That finally got it up there. Many, many hours of grinding. There's these. Bless you. Sorry. Nice. So, yeah, that's what I did. And that was the big news. And obviously I put it out on Twitter because no one would believe me otherwise. <laughs> it's not on Twitter. No one will believe you. No one will believe me. So that is that. All right. So the end of the tale section, we're going to move on to the dramatic reading. So this week, we get to start a new series of books uh, for the Elder Scrolls Online, and we decided to pick the series of book called Dungeon Lore. Got scoot over a little bit. There you go. Yeah. And uh, this book, or this series, contains 17 different volumes, and this week, we're going to pick up the first one. I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce it. You go ahead. Arx Carinium. First Seed Report by Centurion Pontius. Building a fort in a swamp is no trivial task, but my men and I have accomplished it with Arx Carinium. It was a battle the entire duration, with insects, with insect-borne disease, with the wildlife of the marshlands, but the Empire wanted a foothold in this region, and we provided one. Unfortunately, as of this writing, we've packed our arms and armor on orders from Colonel Marianus and prepare to leave our work behind. The colonel cites the continued loss of a half a dozen soldiers every month in maintaining Arx Curinium as detrimental to the war effort. I agree, and would note that I practiced this outcome when we arrived over a year ago. 
over. I agree and would note that I predicted this outcome when we arrived over a year and a half ago. As said, I said as much to the colonel, who ordered that the project proceed. This isn't a statement of complaint, but a fact. Construction suffered numerous complications. The bog impeded our progress at every turn, and it became clear the initial foundation we built would sink after the first month. When we moved our location farther to the north, we met a fierce Wamasu that cost me ten men to chase off the premises. After repeated encounters, our war wizard, Belisarov, named it Gankatin, the Tempest, after the bolts of lightning that the beast emits from every orifice. Gengtin was the moniker of a hated ant, rumored to possess orcish blood. The dense humidity was another foe, turning our plate armor to steak barrels full of sweat during the early months of construction. It goes against regulation, but I allowed my soldiers the luxury of cloth armor during the summer. It was that or death from heat stroke. We would have been at a disadvantage had we come under attack, but any enemy marching towards Arc Corinium would be half dead by the time they reached us. In any event, it never happened. Battle found us just the same. Every beast in this swamp, large or small, is a walking death trap, and some days we fought sword to stinger with insects the size of a grown man's head. Other days, our mages, our mages contended with the likes of Gengtin the Tempest, who continued to terrorize the fort. He raised the eastern wall a dozen times, and I regret that I will never be allowed the luxury of mounting his skull on my mantle. But if it means we finally get to leave, I'll allow Gengtin his life. As I look back on this last year and a half, at the resources and manpower it took to construct Arx Corinium, I can't say it's been worth it. Again, this isn't a statement of grievance. I bear my superiors no ill will for my orders. However, I would note that I made several warnings in advance of this project, and have compiled copies of my letters to my immediate superior, Colonel Marinus, detailing the reasons why I believe the construction of Arx Corinium could prove a disastrous venture for the Empire. I want to clarify that this is not a declaration of failure on anyone's part, either for myself my men, or Colonel Marinus. I am fully aware that the decision falls to Tribune Hilario, whom I encourage to read the letters I mention above. I've already sent word and made them available for any officer to peruse at the Imperial City Military Archives. All I remember from this dungeon is when, it, when we were playing it, there was a bug, and it was a funny bug because I remember the, uh, the water spirits but do you remember how they're the German voiceovers? There was a bug, so when we were in there, you hear them talking like, "Wow, they they made up a language for the uh, for the water spirits." Then I saw the the text on the bottom, like, "Wait a minute, that's German." <laughs> they messed up the uh, the audio line when we were playing through it, and it was all in German. So I have no idea what's going on in that story because it was all in German. <laughs> so uh, does anyone else know? With the story of this dungeon, like what the bosses were, I'm looking at you, Estelle Dan. Uh, no, but I remember the. I do remember the German. I have to admit, I do remember that little bug. But no, I don't actually remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, that's. I only did it once, and we did it for the story, but we didn't even get to enjoy the story because it was all in 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 German. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed listening to the German. It was interesting, but it was just. 
funny that they they messed up the audio on it because I remember like three patches later they they were like yeah we fixed an audio bug that was causing like German and French voiceovers to be in the English client. <laughs> so that was that was funny. I liked it. I think they fixed it about three times, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Kept breaking. Yeah, it definitely did. That's probably why I haven't done it. Um, yeah. So, all right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next section, which is the Guild Corner. So, Stelding, good sir. You get to go. Uh, yes. Uh, if anyone interested on the Daggerfall side, on the European servers, Crucio Sanctorum is still open for business. We've actually had three new recruits this week, so... That's a good positive, a good start. We're hoping to eventually uh, get into some doing some regular raiding. We've got some experienced raiders in the guild already, so it shouldn't be too faint, painful an experience starting up, uh, just as so long as we get the numbers. Obviously, we are open to anyone on the Daggerfall side. Um, in fact, three of our guys that joined, two of them aren't even in levels yet, so they just come for the social side of it anyway. And then when they get higher, they'll be more than welcome. So anyone interested, just... Send a message to at Asteldian in game, or of course, we do have a website, but you can find all that on Dungeon Crawler Network, which I'm sure is on your favorite spa anyway. So just pop there and look in the about us, and you can see everything you need. Excellent. Um, all right, and uh, this week we actually have a raffle to give away. So, all right. Uh, obviously, the raffle is to support the Wings of Fate, which is the Tales of Tamriel Community Traders Guild. Um, every week, what we do is we have a raffle where members donate a thousand gold per ticket that they want into the guild bank. It helps us buy our traders. We pick one winner, and that winner gets thirty percent of the money earned. So let's see here. I got to go to my trusty random.org. <laughs> And let's see, we had exactly 50 tickets this week. Excellent. So, 2 to 51. Hurry up, random.org. Do your thing. 2 to 51. Oh, the suspense is killing me. And the winner is number 27, which is... Kunjud. All right. Congrats, man. I will send you your money in-game. Congrats, and remember, every week, as soon as we're done with this, a new raffle starts. So uh, start sending your money in, and we'll, we'll get your tickets confirmed. So congrats, congrats. All right. Um, let's go ahead, and well, I guess it's the end of the show. Makes me sad, but it is time for final thoughts. And uh, again, as per custom, our guest will go first. So please, you know, give us your final thoughts for the show, and... Uh, also, make sure you repeat again where people can find you. Yes, uh, my final thoughts. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I was really excited to be on the show. I've listened to this show for quite some time now. And my only regret is that I usually listen to it at work. So I, I guess I can still listen to it, but I've already heard it now. So I don't have that to get me through the work day. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate you guys having us on. And um, I'll just go ahead and list off. Uh, Twitter is at Tamriel, twitch.tv slash Tamriel. We stream live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And you can email us, doosandtamriel at gmail.com and we are also on youtube podomatic beyond pod itunes stitcher the works so just google do's and tamriel and you'll find us we're, we're 
we're trying to get into all of your friends' ears by having every website possible. Um, right on. And uh, my final thoughts are that you guys make me want to play the game more because I am um, not, as he said, we haven't really played much this week other than for the show, and I'm not super active. And the more I learn from your shows and streams and things, the more I just want to get in there and play and try not to suck so badly at navigating my way around. So. I'm going to try. You're all very inspiring. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate you guys coming on. And I know I uh, I enjoy your show thoroughly. Um, yeah. So, yay. <laughs> all right. Uh, Avi, good sir. Tell us your final thoughts and where people can follow you. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me again. I love this show and I love being on it. Thank you, Deuce and Tamriel, for coming down and hanging out. I was with your guy, with you guys last night on your show in the chat and had a lot of fun. And I'm planning on being back there next week, too. So, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at AviOptimal or in-game. Uh, add me. I'm always willing to help. And uh, I recruit for the Wings of Fate, so come join the guild. Excellent. Stelding good, sir. Uh, yeah, I just wished 1.6 would hurry up and get here. It's uh, I'm kind of waiting for that now, so just easing up for that. But the show was fun. It's great having yet another bunch of people here. Nice, busy, busy show. And I do enjoy watching the uh, the do's when I'm sitting at work, being pretending to be busy. So <laughs> keep up the show. I, I need I need my uh, my ESO intake whilst I'm away from home. So yes, thanks for that. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, and good luck with getting your audio sorted. Oh, yeah. I um, I was going to say that in my final thoughts. Uh, I wanted to thank Esteldian because we put up a Kickstarter to try and help fund some better microphones. Um, we had uh, some issues with our cat recently, uh, and it was vet bills of upwards of like $2,000. So, you know, things are kind of tight right now. And so I, uh, I threw up on the Kickstarter just to, you know, why not see what happens. And uh, Esteldian was the first to uh, kick in $25. So that was, that was really cool to see that. And I wanted to give you a huge shout out and a huge thank you for doing that. Excellent. My pleasure. Well, there you go, guys. Let's, let's, let's band together as a community, check them out on their Kickstarter. Let's see if we can help them out. All right. Uh, I guess it's just me now, right? okay um well i do want to thank all my co-hosts for joining me this evening um before i get off here as well just for anyone who's interested uh our streamer crabby he's in the chat now um <laughs> uh he's in the chat now he's going to be taking over directly after the show is over and he will be streaming some guild wars 2 so if you're in the chat and you're interested in guild wars 2 and want to see him mess around and maybe die which is always fun Feel free to stick around in chat after or in uh, Twitch afterwards, and he'll be streaming directly after the show. Um, thank you, Deuce. Deuce. The Deuce crew. I like it. Deuce crew. Thanks, <laughs> the Deuce crew, for coming on to the show. Uh, love your show, so keep it going. And um, yeah, a lot of good discussions this week. Uh, I'm glad I finally hit VR14, even though in chat, uh, Azarian's telling me he needs to hurry up and get back in here so we can grind out that last little bit of to max out veteran rank 14 so that's what i'll be doing after the show and i've done editing everything we'll be grinding out that last little bit of experience to max out my vr 14 bar um 
Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, my goodness. I'm at, a, I'm at a loss. Anyway, obviously, thank you, everyone, especially the chat room. You guys have been great. Absolutely great. Come back again. Thank you so much, and everyone have a great night. You just listened to another episode of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. If you want to get involved, please be sure to check out our website at www.dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. Please be sure to follow us on our social media and YouTube channels. We can be found on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, on Twitter at dungeoncrawlnet, and at Tales of Tamriel and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next time.